Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another Wednesday night is right upon us, Audrey, which means Tech Vibe Radio getting ready to take off right now. <laughs> it is. We're taking off right now because we got a guest right in the house. We so no jump. small talk, no ranting, nothing. We've got Michael Couch in the house. We and do. he's... A noted author. He is. Wow. It, he doesn't have his sidekick with him. No, no. Um, yeah, sorry. Richard Citron. You guys are like peanut butter and jelly. You hang out together. Wow. We you are, see yeah, that? Sometimes be, on a slice of wheat too. bread, right? I know, exactly. <laughs> he'd be here too, but he's uh, recovering from surgery. I know. Fine. That's yeah. what, you know, what kind of excuse is that? But yeah. that's okay. I yeah. think you can cover the material. I, I that's what I told so. Michael. I, I said, look, I said, you're coming in anyhow. Yeah, they, so made, exactly. me, they here, made me do it. Here you are. You've been around doing lots of work in organizational development, leadership development, strategy development. I could right go on. on and on. And then you and Richard get the idea that you're going to just write a book. Yeah, yeah. It, it sort of was a long time in coming. Yeah. Was it? You know, all the stuff we spoke about or things that we blogged on, it was just get, you know getting a reaction. But it was actually a good exercise to go through and say, all right, now – Organize your thinking and, and put, uh, it, put it in a book. And you've, been, and you've been seeing the horror stories of, of just basically, you know, the leadership, you know, just falling apart, yeah. for lack of a better term. And the fact that the workplace has changed so much. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. things haven't always changed with it. And I know, obviously, you've been a longtime author in our Pittsburgh TEQ magazine with our effective yeah, right. leadership column. And so I, yeah, I feel like I've, I'm always up to date on some of the, the, the things that are going on. And to kind of see this all come together in your new book here, Strategy-Driven Leadership, I think it's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're tickled by it too. The uh, and reaction has been fantastic. We've got, we sold out the first printing. They probably f- printed like twelve of them or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'll take yeah. twelve books. That's yeah. okay. So yeah. give us, so give us all the those, gist all of those that. residuals and royalties are coming in right now. Oh yeah, okay, I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to retire. Soon. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the, what's the name of the book? Yeah, Strategy Driven Leadership, and then the subtitle is the playbook for developing your next generation of leaders. Okay, and you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Okay, uh, good. It's, uh, it's, and uh, what's the thesis? Well, well so the, our, you know, what we've seen over the last 10 years or so is what we're doing on strategy, on, on developing leaders, isn't working. Uh, I think the, the, the numbers, uh, corporations spend $15, 16000000000 billion on leadership development, and 90% of it ain't working. Uh, so that's what we've been working on studying, and we probably you know, ran some pilots with some companies that worked out very well in terms of changing, significantly changing the way that we develop leaders. So what are some of the big nuggets? 
that you could share? Yeah, what we uh, one of the things we say is leadership development should be built into work and not bolted on as something you do because leaders develop what their skills through experience. So the idea of Great point. Cur- curating yeah. experiences and learning from those experiences is probably the key part of it. So like when I give Jonathan feedback right in the moment. Right in the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's always correcting me yeah. in the moment, yes. I'm <laughs> encouraging and developing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly I'm right. In, I'm encouraged and developed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can feel it. Uh, yeah, so that's probably the key one. Another one is, you know, development is not event-based. You know, so going to a, you know, a one-time a workshop and everybody goes uh, just isn't. That was an article that you guys wrote a few months ago You're in right the on. magazine. I remember reading the thing exactly because I remember way back in the day, you know, 15 years ago, they would send you to something to learn something and it was a one day event and you went to the holiday Inn in Oakland yeah. and, uh, yep. you know, <laughs> hope you could get out early <laughs> and get home yeah, and have like a half day <laughs> and have like a half day, day. Yeah. and, uh, and say, Oh yes, I learned much about management and leadership and whether we are supposed to be learning. It was all like, what? Yeah. And so those things just, they're not working anymore, obviously. No. Cause, and they never, have they never did in the first work. place. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We actually, the, the rough number in the evaluations we've done is about 85% of the time when somebody goes through an event like that, uh, nothing transfers. They don't use the skill or the content mm-hmm. uh, unless it's you know uh, by chance more than anything else. So that's you know that's a key part of it. Either you build it in, don't bolt it on, mm-hmm. uh, don't uh, do one-time event kinds of things and expect to have an impact. And the other thing is that uh, whatever you're doing ought to drive strategy. So that's really the the hallmark with the book is that, it, that your development should should help you implement and execute strategy so it's got to be linked to that so do we have are there any generational kinds of differences no no, it cuts across. No. I like hearing no, that. No, I love that. I like hearing that. Right? I love that. It's like make it something special for millennials or something special for boomers or something. It's like, no, we're all people, right? Yeah. And, and we're we all, all kind of incentivized. Way. We learn the same way. We're but the world is changing at the same True. rate for all of us. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. And the, uh, but the skills that it takes to be a leader, no matter where you are, the, the research now is it's the same matter the organization, the, no matter where you are in the world, uh, kind of, uh, you know, so the, you know, that's the focus, not what's, what's different, but what's important. And it's just the skills at the time depend on the strategy of the business. But trying to, thinking that you need to do something significant or different by generate, based on generation is a, just not the case. It's a, it's, it's silly. It's a false yeah. assumption for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. What about if you're, you're starting to build your own company? Yeah, you should be thinking about this from day one because yes. because it's part of everything that you do. So as you do scale, a lot of people, I mean, a company starts from somewhere, right? Yep. And the idea that if you keep this front and center, as you become ten people, twenty people, hundred people, yes, it's it's, it's it's been with you for a while, and it becomes important and part of what you do. Yeah, and I like that because we're seeing a lot more tech leaders and a lot more uh, younger companies recognizing just that fact right. and realizing that. Uh, particularly if they have an end game in mind, uh, you know, that part of it is they have to have a good team and a good team with them. So we've been doing a lot of work with even some of the earlier uh, startup companies on, on being able to, uh, you know, be able to, to build, a, build a bench, build a team as much as they build the company. Yeah. It's, it's also the um, practice of a lot of the startups that they're not surrounded with any kind of guardrails. No. Hmm. no. Right. Right. right, right, right. And so particularly in the world that Jonathan and I are in, we see like a lot a lack of guardrails. So sometimes there are people who get you know, get it, want to embed this whole thing about leadership early on. But sometimes it's just like I just want to get my product out there. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what the journey is. Yeah. And you Yeah, know, that's just one goal and that's getting the it's product just out one or, goal. Or making and and as week. a result there's there's not an opportunity to sort of learn 
Yeah, they're talking with uh, private equity and talking with uh, people who want to invest. Right. They often invest as much in the people as they do in the company. Yeah, it's and usually the, the people. So, Absolutely. So we've been doing a lot of work to how can you polish up your people, your to, people be able so. to, to be able to, to do that as well. And uh, and the, but a startup is one of the best leadership development experiences you can go through. Oh, but put if you, you in the trenches there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't learn while you're doing it, right. so that's the other emphasis that we make is intentional learning. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go through an experience, you know, be mindful about it and, uh, and recognize what you want to get out of it, and you know, track what you're doing there. So, so what about your practice? What is your yeah. practice? Uh, a lot around leadership development right now, particularly uh, driven by succession planning as one piece. Mm, makes sense. Uh, because uh, the the, gen- the de- demographics are changing. You know, folks are retiring. We need to back up. People don't have the pipeline. But also, we're doing a lot of work on just strategy. And as, as strategy changes, uh, the uh, the talent uh, demands change. So we're we, a lot of work on strategy. What's that mean in terms of leadership, and then and doing the development to be able to help implement strategy. And, and then people don't stay in jobs as much as they used to. Uh, you know that is that th- true? No. Yeah, we're, we're not seeing – the only thing that's different now is that the market is different. So there's plenty of opportunities out there. Yeah, so there's some, some movement uh, based on that. But uh, internal churn is probably even higher, which is good for a development standpoint. So people moving around internally, getting a good descri- uh, experience, that's what a, a career is anymore. Moving around, not moving. Absolutely. Around. Great stuff. And <laughs> is there a website if people want to know more? Yeah, strategydrivenleadership.com. Just awesome. that's out there about the that's book, great. and then also that links you to my business site too, which is www.mcassociatesinc.com. Awesome. Great stuff! Thanks so much for stopping by. We've got a great show in front of us. Audrey, we have BNY Mellon hanging out with the Year Up program, stopping by. Excited about that. Pitt's SBDC Center having a cool UPMC Supplier Diversity event, and Idelic wrapping up the show with us. Good stuff. Great Fantastic. show. Thank Keep on you. listening, everybody. Thank you. We'll Good be times. right back after this quick break. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Welcome back. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, it's a good night. It's a Wednesday night. Best time to be hanging out, listening to our show, if I'm not mistaken. I totally agree. Yeah. Hump day. Yeah. we got a cool guest hanging out with us here today. It's, it's fun to do what we do, Audrey, because... We get to talk to people like things you're not always thinking about. Things are pretty important that you know we can put a little spotlight on, which it's, makes me pretty excited. It's like this complex jigsaw puzzle, exactly. And we get a chance to see all these different pieces and how it sort of lays up to the future. Most definitely, most so definitely. So now we have Michael Houlihan. How are you? Never better, thanks, Audrey. That's yeah. great. And you are the assistant director. Uh, the University of Pittsburgh in their SBDC. Yes, I am. Which stands for? The Small Business Development Center. That's a long title and come onto a card. What is that? <laughs> what is that? So in the state of Pennsylvania, as in every state throughout the U.S., uh, each state has a series of nonprofit organizations that are focused on economic development. So in the state of Pennsylvania, we have 16. We are one of those 16 in PA, and we cover southwestern Pennsylvania. We cover about a six-county region. And our primary bread and butter of what we really uh, compress of, I would say, is education, 
to the business community. Uh, we do a lot of training programs, and we also do uh, capital formation. So we're not Shark Tank. We're not the ones that actually uh, dole out the, the cash. But when you point any, them in the right directions, right? Uh, any business owner, you know, when they come to us, they need a pathway. They need some guidance. Uh, they need some support. They just can't walk right into a bank and say, I'm, I'm ready for my, you know, my loan, please. So we get that approval ready. Uh, last year, we saw over 600 clients. Uh, we wow. did about $15 million in new capital formation. And all of our services are private, confidential, one-on-one, and never at any cost. So even though right. you're inside the University of Pittsburgh, it's really for the community. Absolutely. Our right. six-county region. That's a great resource to have. People really need to know about this. I mean, because something people aren't necessarily thinking about, knowing that it's right here in Oakland, right. at, and, your, at and your use. They do not have to come to Oakland. Uh, we will come to them as well. What? Because we work with – it really? doesn't matter what life cycle – they're in as mm-hmm. part of the business. It so you make house calls? Absolutely. That's what I, I mean, come on, man. What is this? So you make house calls. And so give us a scenario so if our uh, listeners would be thinking about Okay. So I, I, I love making house calls if you want to deem it as that. Do you like uh, a little black bag you take with you? Of course. Uh, <laughs> the, the reason why is because, you know, I'm a former business owner myself. So if I meet with a client, they come and see us, and they tell me about you know what their concerns are, what they're trying to overcome, it's great. But when I actually go and see the business, and I can smell it, and I can ah, taste it, and right, I can right. well, wait a second, we didn't talk about any of these little issues that I'm starting to, to notice. Interesting. So, uh, I was to say, the words and the music need to go together. Nice. I like that. So what kinds of things? So what would one expect? Or even why might someone reach out to you? Uh, they would reach out to us because they want to meet with somebody that has some good business experience that will be very open and honest with them and really, again, point them in that right direction. Because I like to say that we're a repository. If they need some type of assistance, it doesn't matter where they are, again, in that life cycle of a business, they can come to us or we will come to them, meet with them confidentially, uh, again, at no cost. And if they need assistance with just, again, training or development of a loan, things like that, that's great. But if they need some resources, they say, I need a web designer, I need an attorney, we'll give them some vetted you know, referrals in this region. Solid that folks are, that, that are going to help them out. Exactly, that we've, you know, we've vetted, that are affordable, that want to work with small yeah. businesses. And so one of the things you also do is you put on events, which we want to talk about. Yes. This is really exciting, happening on March 26th. Thank this you. is a really cool event because UPMC is one of the, obviously the Biggest, biggest, biggest businesses, for lack of a better term. Number here. one employer, yeah, employer in the state of Pennsylvania. Right. And they buy lots of stuff. They're like the federal government. <laughs> exactly. They buy everything. They're like the federal government. And so you have an event to help people plug in to their supply chains. Correct. Tell we us did about this, this last year. And we had about 120 different businesses that actually went through this training. Okay. Uh, they were so excited about some of our results. Uh, they actually uh, contracted with us to do it in four different cities again this year. So we're going to do it again, kind of an encore program in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's open to any business owner, uh, but they really have essentially a portal. They have an online portal, and they're trying to get well-qualified businesses exactly. to become suppliers and it could be of goods or services uh, and there's probably all types of things that they buy yeah, give obviously us some yeah example. so let's pretend i'm in i'm in the upmc network let's say i'm in an office like hammett up in erie pa and let's say i'm looking for someone to do some lighting 
Okay, something along those lines. Or pens, doesn't matter. Pens, um, pens everything, sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they just like you would do like a Google search within the UPMC network, you know, type in what you're looking for. And if you go through our particular training and get, you know, everything, we give them a checklist on what they need to comply with, mm-hmm. uh, get through that, then they get on the approval list through the supplier uh, diversity program, and it's a it's a matchmaking program. Then that you know that person at that particular office within the UPNC network can reach out to those individuals and say, "I saw you're on the approval list. Right. We had this bid." So there could be there could be four or five pen providers, sure. and you could pick the one that you know is approved, but whichever is closest to you or meets your needs or can trying, do what you need them to do. Trying to keep the jobs here locally, trying to keep you know. The, the contracts here locally as well. And you mentioned diversity, I think is interesting. Yes. So really, tell us more about how basically there's you know, different different types of businesses that can plug into this. Absolutely. I mean, um, it, it's uh, from minority-owned, women-owned, veteran-owned, um, LGBTQ, uh, anything disabled-owned, anything gotcha. along those lines. Um, these, this is a great venue and op- opportunity for them to get into the UPMC network. What about things like IT services and things like that? Are of those course. Part of it too? Interesting. Oh, of course. Yeah. You, you name it. Last year, I think we had over 60 different industries. 60 different industries? Industries oh that God. went through the training right. itself that said, hey, I know that there's opportunities for contracts um, in this UPMC network. Very I, cool. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, to, obviously, to pre register for this event and yes. all that type of good stuff, it, is it free to attend? Uh, it's only $25. Okay. Uh, but you're going to get a nice packet, a nice binder. It's about three inches thick. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to get materials that you will be able to customize for your own industry and take it back and say, wow, I can put this to work immediately. Very so if cool. people want to know more about this, where would they go? Uh, very simply, they can just either call our office, uh, which is just 412-648-1542, so they can call if they want to talk to somebody, uh, or they can go on our website, which is entrepreneur.pit.edu slash events. Just that simple. Just that simple. I think this is really cool that UPMC is doing this as a way to really engage the community, make sure that local businesses are being taken care of, and also putting an emphasis on on minority-owned businesses and so forth. So everyone's got a chance to – it's to, a win-win. To, yeah, all the way around. It's a cool thing. I, I understand why they asked you to come back and do do four of these things. It seems like obviously it's working well oh, for them. It's great. Right. Mm-hmm. It's great. Cool. It's really important to build the regional business community. Correct. And for them to have access. And it's terrific. So hopefully you'll continue to do this work and we'll get more people who will get access. Because very often these big companies, they don't allow the opportunities for these small companies to have access because they just don't even know where to begin. Well, what so, is business? I mean, business is simply just having you know the opportunity and now having the access. And I think with this program, we're providing both. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to yeah. share about your program? <laughs> yeah, we've got about well, 30 seconds it, left. It's, you know, it's, it's beyond just going through this training. Once they're done, if they yeah. want that type of counseling or they say, you know what, I need this contract, but now I need to go get a line of credit. You can help them with that. That's where the counseling right. continues to, to provide. And you make a house call, too. Uh, if needed, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I think that's so I know, cool. I do, too. <laughs> I'm going to start a business just to do a house call and come over and hang out with me and see what my needs that's are. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. All the way around. Great, great stuff. Really check that out. I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us, Likewise. Michael. Simple as that. We're taking, you, a, Michael. we're taking a break. Man, we got a whole lot of tech vibe in front of us, though. I'm pretty excited. We sure do. Great stories coming so your way. Don't go away. Don't go away. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We are both from the Pittsburgh Technology Council bringing you this show every single Wednesday night. It's what we love doing. Simple as that. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. So glad you're spending Wednesday night listening to Tech Vibe Radio. This is 
Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. And Audrey, we've had BNY Mellon stop by the show a few times this year because they're always working on cool stuff, neat projects that are just, I think, pretty transformative to the community, to tech, to business, and everything around and in between. Oh, they're great. They're great citizens of this region. Absolutely. So we're really thrilled to hear what they're up to. So who do we have in the house real quickly? So, Jonathan Audrey, this is Dave Sylvester. From BNY? From BNY Mellon, that's right. Hi, everybody. My name is Kate Gerwig, and I am from Europe. Yeah. So great. Europe is such a cool organization. When I, when I kind of put this segment together, I was like, I was so excited for us to put a little, a little spotlight on this, because as I was reading up on what Europe is up to, a, I thought, this is something that I could definitely see BNY Mellon totally getting behind. And I can't wait to tell the story. But the idea of what you guys do and, and taking folks that don't have quite the skills and giving them the skills to participate in our tech economy, I think is pretty cool stuff. All right. So wh- why don't you tell us what's happening here in Pittsburgh? Sure. Glad to. So if you've never heard about Europe, Europe is a roughly a 20-year-old workforce development not national nonprofit and we're really focused on closing the opportunity divide. And so what that means is really we believe that there's a whole host of young, talented people. We target the ages of 18 to 26 who really have been limited not by their skill or their drive, but their access to opportunity. Exactly. And so our whole mission is to bridge that divide and bring in companies like BNY Mellon and connect them to the young talent that's in the market. And so how do we do that? We run an year-long program that's really focused on developing both those hard technical skills that we know jobs and employers like BNY Mellon need, coupled with those soft skills that make somebody successful in the work environment long term. And so really we have a holistic approach that includes technical training, soft skill training, internships, stipends, Ooh. and an access to training and education. Getting a well-rounded individual. Right. Getting right. a well-rounded individual. So often what we hear is it's, yeah, technical skills are what bring you in the door to job, but the soft skills are what keep you there. Keep you and so, fired. Exactly. So how do you talk to someone? What, does your company want you to wear a tie? Is pinging part of the culture? How do you shake somebody's hand? So really giving you that soft, well-rounded approach accompanied with coaching and mentorship, and then eventually a six-month internship at BNY Mellon. And so where do these students come from? Where do these young people come from? And there's an age range, right? Yes. Uh, So we're really serving those those folks that maybe didn't hit those opportunities right out of high school. So if you think about the traditional path into a middle-skill career career job, it usually comes with some level of college training, typically in America. And so really we're looking for those folks that – maybe started college, didn't stick, or didn't think college was their opportunity, financial barriers, education barriers, just awareness barriers. And so we're really looking for those people who haven't been served in other modes or other areas. And so really it's truly a grassroots recruitment effort. If you think about who we're working to serve, we're working to serve those who may have not been have had access before. Exactly. Right. And you're coming to Pittsburgh because of BNY Mallet. Yeah. Coming so, to Pittsburgh because Dave, of and So, right. yeah, so Dave, here, here's, talk about why this is important. Sure. And, and the amount of involvement that you've had. Yeah, absolutely. So Europe is really exciting to us for, for a couple of different reasons, right? So, so one is that as an organization, BNY Mellon has really spent a lot of time and, and takes a lot of pride in giving back to the community, right? So, um, you can look at things that are related to what we're talking about here, like our involvement in the Pittsburgh Promise. We're longtime supporters of that. We hire a lot of the graduates. 
Uh, also, we're a participant in the Tech Council STEM Summit, right? So that's coming back uh, to our yeah, offices in right out. around the corner. And so, that was great. I was yeah. there last year yeah, myself. Was a lot of fun. And, uh, that was just incredible. Yeah, so we're looking forward to those students coming back to visit us again this year. Um, so, so giving back is a big part of it. Our employees do it. Our foundation does it. The company and its philanthropic uh, efforts do that uh, all the time. Um, but the other thing that this really helps us with is identifying the talent that we know we need um, as we go forward. And, and that's, um, you know, the Allegheny Conference. I'm sure your listeners know about the study that the Allegheny Conference did and how there's really a gap. We're, we're really short of workers uh, and so we try to look at non-traditional channels of education. And, and, and you, you think of all the untapped talent that's here. Absolutely. And that to plug those into those opportunities, to me, I think is incredible, which is why I was so glad you guys are here to talk about this and how we can get people engaged and signed up. That's right. That's right. So I was working together, I think, uh, for BNY Mellon to bring year up into the market and to introduce them to um, people like your listeners and to community organizations and really get them start to get them connected with um, the folks that, that really could benefit from what Europe does and then ultimately result in great employees for us. I think it's a, it's a win-win. And so in terms of some of the other offices of BNY, what have been some of their successes? Can you talk about that? Sure, yeah. Um, I can start and Kate jump in. Sure. But, you know, we've this, is, this will be new to Pittsburgh, but we, BNY Mellon has actually worked with Europe for, um, for what, 14 years, I think? Yeah, 14 years. That's uh, a commitment right there. That is. Something's working. And some of these Something's other offices, yeah. right. right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, so uh, in our New York office, in Boston, in D.C., um, and in Wilmington, we have uh, – we've actually – um, brought in about 200, 245 yeah, or so. I think interns. with this latest class, we're going to be closing in on 300 interns served. I think just this past January, we sent 32 more young adults on internship at BNY Mellon across those, our four cities where we're partnered with them. So New York, Boston, Wilmington, Delaware, and Washington, D.C. Yep. and the surrounding areas. So this being the first year, you're going to need a lot of help, right? <laughs> you got to prime the pump here, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We, we are. So, so why don't we – let's – we'll get to what Kate needs and what Europe needs. But, you know, just in terms of a few more specifics about how, how we're trying to help. So, um, you know, obviously we're – as I said, we're introducing Kate and the, and the whole great Europe team to the community. Um, we're also uh, providing space uh, for, for Kate and the team, both classroom space, meeting space within our facility – um, our foundation's providing some grant money. Uh, most importantly, perhaps, we're committing to hire a lot of these students when they, you know, finish the program and they're ready for their internship. Uh, and so even though this relationship is, you know, is a BNY Mellon uh, Europe relationship to start, this is really uh, us together planting some seeds for the community that we really hope will grow Definitely. into a very uh, vibrant That's just pipeline. so cool that you guys are you're, you're putting seeds in for this, knowing that in maybe three years – this is going to spread to other companies Absolutely. that can grow this and get even more people in. And it's, it's really a lost um, sort of quasi-generation in terms of what's happening. Exactly. Where there are a lot of missed opportunities in there. And sure. many people don't know how to fill that. Yeah, we, we believe talent in America is spread evenly. It's just opportunity. It's not. And when exactly. you think about there's 5 million young adults right now who don't have access to wow. career track jobs. 5 and million. That's just ah, And there staggering. are 12 million jobs that are out there that are entry-level middle school jobs that we feel like people are just not trained for right now. And so really trying to bridge that gap for folks. That's exciting. That's exciting. So it'll be interesting to see how well other companies will sort of join in oh, they're as take, we watch what happens yeah. at, at sure. BNY Mellon. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I know your listeners are probably most interested in the technology aspect of it, but this is really a curriculum that covers a few different functional areas. Yeah. Right? What yeah. are some of those areas? So here in the uh, Pittsburgh office, so one thing about Europe is all of our internships and jobs are have to be market relevant for that city. So you wouldn't put somebody in a job that mm-hmm. there aren't, or in an internship that there aren't jobs at the end of the day for them to transition into. And so here in Pittsburgh, we know there's a growing tech industry. We know that. BNY Mellon specifically has a large technical operations and a large investment operations department here in Pittsburgh. So we're going to be training in three different tracks. Those tracks are investment operations, cybersecurity, and software development. Wow. Very cool. And really no prior experience needed. When we think about the the young adults that we want to identify for this opportunity, beyond the 18 to 26-year-old range, the minimum requirement is a GED or high school diploma. That's fabulous. So we're really looking for young people with grit who might not truly know what they're interested in, but want some experience and some some exposure. And we spend that first five months with them really training them to kind of make up for that gap if they didn't have that kind of a, experience. What kind of a commitment do they need as far as when they participate in this? This seems like this is going to be like a 24-7 kind of a deal, I think, right? Sure. I will say that it, it, it's definitely a big commitment for the young adult, a young adult who comes through our doors. So we really want to role model what it's like to work in a corporate environment. And so young adults come in at 8.30 in the morning, and they're with us till 3.30 in the afternoon during the training phase with a half day on Wednesday. And that's really to allow for some transition if you need to work outside the program to make right. some extra money, you can. Okay. But then once they transition to the internship, which 85% of those who start will transition to the uh, internship, okay. they will work basically a 35-hour work week and come back to us on that Wednesday afternoon when those who are training are out of the office. And so we that way we have our we have a social worker on staff, we have coaches. So if there's some tightening up or some things that need to happen um, skill-wise or extracurricular or personal things. There's someone there to, to, to cross the T's It's not and just the on the yeah. BNY manager who's just received exactly. this intern, you know, <laughs> like, hey, so there's okay. a little bit of wraparound yeah. support. Yeah. They, ha- they have support around them as far as – and that's obviously all the better for, for, the, for the young adult going through that because, I mean, every, every, everyone has to have some drama it, in their absolutely. lives. And so being able to, you know, address that yeah, as things come fabulous. up. fabulous. Really Were you 22 actually? and yeah. had it all together? I certainly <laughs> I was. I was. I totally <laughs> had it together at 22. But I imagine others – It was, it was all figured out, yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's such a big gap. Absolutely. The potential is really phenomenal. In terms of the other cities, how many of the interns are hired? Great question. So um, just on an outcomes piece, 75% of those who start the program finish the program. That's a, that's a high number. Yeah, that's higher than college. Yeah, mo- right, I mean, significantly right. higher than most of our community college systems, which if you think are the people who are typically serving this population. Um, however, of those 75% who graduate, 90% of them will have a job or enrolled in school within four months of the program. And our outcomes right now are roughly, if you graduate from our program, somewhere between $40,000 or $20 an hour. Okay. That's, that's, awesome. that's what I'm First, talking about. Thank you, Dave. For having this leadership at BNY, yeah, I mean, I know that Great stuff. I know that you've had a passion around this, but yeah. I know that you need the support of the the entire company Absolutely. to make this we happen. Have a great team that uh, has incubated this a little bit in New York, and then the leadership team in Pittsburgh has taken yeah. it on. So we're really excited. And about if people it. are interested in applying for this, where can they go and learn more? Great question. Europe.org. Um, yeah. Our Pittsburgh page is just 
put up there. So we are now fully got Pittsburgh represented on the Europe man. website. You're committed. You're and, committed. And um, if, if any young people or uh, champions of young people are interested, all they have to okay. do is go on to our website Fantastic. and submit an interest form, and somebody will be in contact with them Europe within the week. Europe.org. Europe. Great. Hey, great. we're taking a and break. Yeah, we're coming awesome. back. More Tech Vibe Radio. Awesome story. So really glad you guys great. can tell it here on Tech Vibe. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Tech Council. Learn more about us. PGHtech.org. So, Audrey, I'm going to cut to the chase on this one. Just get right oh, to it. Thank goodness. Because there's no messing around on a Wednesday night when you've got one of Pittsburgh's coolest tech companies hanging out with you, <laughs> Idelic. Very excited to have these guys talking to us tonight. Yeah. Who do we have in the house? Hayden Cardiff. Hey. I love your name. Yeah. Thank you. I love that name. I do as well. Where'd that name come from? <laughs> well, and I thought of you when I was in Cardiff. Oh, like nice. a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. So my brother and I always joked. Um, you know, we're forty second in the line of you know of, <laughs> something. Of, are of, you? something ridiculous, yeah. right? And uh, so we we always we always joked around. If we ever went there, we'd storm the castle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's. But Cardiff yeah. is an interesting place. It, it, it that's that's one place that obviously I I, I need to go. You and have to go. I know. I spent some time in Italy and and you know as a missionary, I was there for two years, and so um, want to definitely need to get back and explore a little bit more. Yeah. It's That's great. It was great. About. We took a bunch of companies to there. I'll tell you about oh, it fantastic. after the show. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. We're glad okay. that you're here because we think your company is doing some really cool Thank stuff. You. It's got a great story. It's it's the type of thing that's really making Pittsburgh be Pittsburgh, right? Thank you. Yeah. No, very, very happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. So could you give our listeners just quickly your background? I mean, who is Hayden Cardiff and how did you end up with a company called Idelic? <laughs> yeah. Great, great question. So I actually came to uh, I actually came to Pittsburgh to go to Carnegie Mellon. So went to typical graduate. story, typical, typical story, story, right, right. So uh, you know, wonderful things draw you into Pittsburgh, and then you just stay. Uh, so no, went, went there for uh, for my MBA. Uh, really wanted to do entrepreneurship, so I, I came here with the idea to start a music technology company. Really? Yeah. So really wow. cool, really cool idea, and and wanted to to find some fantastic people to help build that. And so Carnegie Mellon was the place. Lo and behold, yeah. uh, you know, good old Dave Mawinney and mm-hmm. and the and the crew over right. at the the Swartz Center Definitely. hooked me up to, uh, with some fantastic people doing something similar. See? So we got together, uh, we started singing Kumbaya and really started to, to get going. And uh, you know, the, Kumbaya, the, yeah, right. Uh, but you know, the interesting thing about music tech uh, is you're dealing with musicians and. Uh, they're flaky sometimes. They're, well, oh. flaky. I don't know if flaky is the right word, but <laughs> That's not uh, right. It's it's hard. It's hard to build uh, a lot of revenue. Let's just put it that way. I'll just leave it. There. They're flaky sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, although, like, I, I, you know, we dove in. We 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 went through Alpha Lab. We got a lot of experience. Okay. Raised a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, made every single mistake a first-time entrepreneur can make, definitely right, and and so it was, but it was a fantastic proving ground, very, really good learning, yeah. and so went from there. While again, while I was still at Carnegie Mellon, uh, got uh, hooked up with with uh, with a buddy of mine actually through the football team, um, and uh, and Lynn looked at. Uh, Helping trucking, right? So we took electric vehicle. Yeah, wait, how yeah. does that happen? Okay. No, it's a great okay. question. Yeah. yeah. So we took electric vehicle technology and added it to the trailer of an 18-wheeler for fuel oh, savings. Wait a second. I remember this company. Yes. Hylion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought so, that was a genius idea. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Fantastic idea. Fantastic technology. Um, you know, f- for us, it was. It was my first foray into the trucking industry. 
And what happened it, to it? I thought that would have exploded. Yeah, it's, it's still going. It's oh, still okay, going. Good. Yeah. So they they actually moved down to Texas. Okay. Uh, so they're they're That's still no they're still rolling. So, uh, but it, it was it was my first again my first you know very eye opening experience into the trucking industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Like to to you know to the normal person that you drive down the road you see a truck it's like ah right. you pick stuff up take yeah. it there I mean it's nothing hard right. No, it's highly like, logistical. Oh my goodness! It yeah. is so big and so complex, and there's so many issues that need to be solved in that industry. It's really, really... Because it's old school in many it's ways. It's super old school, um, but just fantastic people. Like, I'm from Kentucky, uh, then moved down to Savannah, Georgia. Good old boy. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt at home. Great people. Um, but there, again, there's just so many issues that need to be solved, but need to be solved through innovative ways, of, but like actually understanding what the problems to be solved are. And I think that's one of the issues that a lot of people face, a lot of a lot of the fleets face is that there are a lot of solutions in the industry that take cool technology and just try to go try to go find a problem. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't it doesn't work, right? right? It, it, and especially if you don't have that, intrin- that intrinsic trucking knowledge right. or DNA, right. it it falls pretty flat. And you so, have that DNA because Adela came out of Pitt, Ohio. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. So I, I ended up leaving uh, Hylion. And when I did, I, I throughout that process, I got to know the folks at Pitt, Ohio, incredibly well. So I uh, spoke with Chuck Hamill um, pretty regularly. And then he, when uh, when I decided to leave, I, I told him, he's like, look, you've got to come work for me. And so I started consulting for them, looking huh. at, a, at a bunch of different projects. Okay. So as I was wrapping up right. grad school, uh, looking at a bunch of different projects for him, uh, any, everything from carbon calculation in the LTL industry, looking oh, wow. at the impact of Uber for trucking type models and how hmm. that might disrupt the LTL. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just a ton of a ton of great stuff. But the thing that really drew my attention was this internal safety product that they created called Safety Box. So back in 2004, Pitt, Ohio had an accident on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. They they had all of the data necessary that they should have been able to be proactive and do something about it. Right. But they didn't have a system in place to act on that. Oh. And so they sat down and said, look, we, we've got to do something. So they started to build that in-house. Now, Pitt, Ohio is renowned in the industry for safety and mm-hmm. technology. I mean, the, the highest award you can win in the they trucking industry yeah. is called the American Trucking Association's President's Award. Hmm. Fleets are only up to win this every four years. This last year, Pitt, Ohio has now won it again for their seventh time in a row. Wow. 28 years? Yeah. So for the better part of three decades, they have been absolutely dominating the landscape of safety, right? So so it's in their DNA. It's a part of who they are. It's Mm -hmm. what makes them special. And so so that was obviously a a huge differentiator for them. So when they started to go through and map out their safety programs, their protocols, how they do things and, and implement some sort of software to that, it started to automate a lot of those workflows and make things a lot more, you know, sort of tie a lot of the data together and make things a lot more impactful. So uh, a lot of fleets started to take notice of this and they actually offhandedly sold this to several other fleets. And uh, <laughs> Wait a second, we had something, we're selling this. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So And so, you know, Pitt, Ohio quickly realized that, you know, they are you know, very much a trucking company, not necessarily a software yeah, sales they, they, company. Yeah, they know where their strengths are, right? right? And so, and so, uh, one of the, so one of the projects they had me look at was what do, we, what do, what do they do with it? And so diving in and doing a ton of research like, and looking spin at it off. Or. Exactly. Well, I mean, there was, you know, they could, they could sell it, they could lease it, they could do a lot of different things. Um, but the, there was just so much opportunity there. And everywhere I looked, from the smallest fleet all the way to the largest fleet, literally UPS, right? Like, you can, you, can, you can get into anyone and everyone playing the student card. It's fantastic, right? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm a it. student trying to do some research. Can I talk to you about safety, right? right? Like anyone well, will course. take a call. Would you yeah, like absolutely. To know? It's fantastic. So everyone had the same problems. 
They, there's too much data. They don't know what to do with it. It's disparate. It's not connected. They're liable for it, but they can't use it to be proactive. Right. And so that's one of the, one, that's one of the big issues that, that the safety box was trying to solve. But there are things that, that I saw that we could do with it to make it more impactful and scale to the industry at, at, at large, right? Cool. So, so I said, look, the, the best thing you can do, guys, is to, to spin this off, run this own separate software company. And, and by said, the way, I'm happy to run that for you. And, too, and, well, well, they, said, well they, they looked at me and they're like, great, go do that. Nice. <laughs> and so, How cool and is so that? I, I mean, I had to do some soul searching myself yeah. to, to sit back and say, is this what I want to do, right? Like I've got – Because you, you have to want to do it. You've got to want to do no it. There's no way am I, Yeah, exactly. Am I getting am – I, am I ready to dedicate right. the next five to ten years right. to – to do this and and it just at the more and more I looked the more and more I thought you know it, it, it there was just so much impact that we can make I mean our, our I product say, the safety that's coming it, out of this the lives that are being saved it, it, that's it, exactly right our focus is to help drivers come home safe every night not just exactly. the drivers that we protect from our fleets but every passenger on the road that shares the road with them like I've got family like we travel on the road if I can help a driver to so in, that improve in their and safety. of itself was enough for you that to say, in, I'm there. That, that in and of itself was, was a huge motivating factor. And then on top of that, I mean, obviously, my goal was to start and run and build and grow a company to, to, to make a lasting impact for me, for those that for those that uh, that we employ. I mean, that that, you know, being able to run your own company, like I, I've done did it a couple of times in, in kind of some test Test phases, right. um, loved it, understood that it would be a lot of hard work and all the stress and anxiety. I mean, my poor wife, she's fantastic and she's so supportive. But <laughs> Keep talking, um, keep talking. But, yeah, she's fantastic. It, it, but like we, we, I've put her through some some shenanigans but yeah it, it, I, I knew i knew what it was about to happen at least i thought i did yeah. and so I look, we, i've got to do it such an amazing company do you've I mean, got to do it and she's it. been by your side yeah. oh 100 yeah i mean we've had two kids since we started all this entrepreneurial uh, journey yeah i mean it's been yeah it's been why long. don't you pile on enough. yeah you know just do it all just yeah, throw it all in there one. but it's going well i mean you've, you've raised a yeah, quite a how bit many of money. people yeah we're we are over 40 which is crazy to think that the beginning beginning of last year we had nine that's what i thought yeah, oh we had we had goodness, nine. Yeah. We were still in Pitt, Ohio's headquarters. We and your next and your next door neighbors to us. Now. We are, we are. Place, yes. No, it's it's super exciting, and we're we're happy to be here. And so for for us, that that growth, especially over this last year in 2019, was was it was a fun roller coaster. Uh, we had a ton of customer growth, a ton of product development, a ton of process growth. Uh, in, you know, employee count obviously uh, jumped. We raised a round. So we we, raised, we brought on our Series A, which was fantastic, led by Origin Ventures and mm-hmm. co-led by TDF. TDF was a current investor. All of our all of our uh, you know past investors came on as well. Fantastic group with Bain Capital and Birchmere Ventures right. here in yeah. town, which they were our first, and so and they and believed in you, right? Yeah, from absolutely, the right, right from the beginning, which was which was fantastic. All say. coming out of Pitt, Ohio. Yeah, from a from a guy from Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> coming who's to the, now the in Pittsburgh. Email, who's now in Pittsburgh, hanging out with those flaky music. And what people. do you think? <laughs> what's your what's your um, prognosis on Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is a fantastic place. I mean, especially when looking at starting a company, right? You have a fantastic pipeline from Carnegie Mellon from a technical standpoint, right? Uh, Carnegie Mellon, Pitt, and and the surrounding areas. We've got we've actually got a nice uh, contingent out of Seton Hill as well. Uh, so I mean, it's just a really good pool for for talent. Cost of living's great, especially when you compare it to East or West Coast. I mean, we could be in New York or mm-hmm. Boston or L.A. or or uh, the Silicon Valley, and it just I mean, it, it, we wouldn't have been able to to 
kind of bootstrapped the way that we did to get up and going to 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 be able to make it. And then also trucking is here in the heartland, right? I mean, like you, you start. To, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll throw Pittsburgh into that quasi we know, Midwest. It. Yeah, no, right. yeah, many of us resent yeah. that. <laughs> I know we I resent know. and resist it, it a little but bit. But, but, but I mean, but are you but are you East Coast Philly? No. So I mean, like we 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 also we also push away the yeah. Philly side of things. So, I mean, like <laughs> Pittsburgh has a very special place right. in the country, and I understand that. But um, ours is better though. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're also closer to customers, right? Definitely. Right. Yeah, and so that's that's another, that's another yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's another that's another big piece. Well, I think we've got 2020 some, is just going to be a massive year for you guys. Absolutely. And I'm just so excited you could stop by the show tonight to tell us about. This like we need to have you come back on because it's like oh time just kills us sometimes. I know. It's like, I know. Oh my goodness! But ha- happy I, to. I'm I'm happy to know you're right across the plaza from us. Yeah, you kicking can... butt, saving lives, making it safer for for truckers and and for traffic in general and yeah. everything going on there. So idelic.com. Idelic.com. Yeah, you can check us out there. We've got a ton of uh, a ton of resources. We got our blog and we put out a lot of content. Uh, both for for truckers yeah. and and for uh, and for non truckers alike. Very so. cool. So thank uh, you. Yeah, out of time, and the show comes to an end. <laughs> oh, but we end on a high note. What a great yeah. story! Simple thank as that. you. Great hey, story. Everyone. Yeah, more Tech Five coming at you next Wednesday here on KDK. This is Jonathan Kirsten. and this is Audrey Rousseau from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Have a good rest of your night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.